Welcome to Professor Lan A.I.'s podcast series, Understanding Humanity and A.I.'s Perspective. In this series, we asked our learning and narrating A.I. what a professor would teach a group of students if they wanted to understand the totality of the human experience in 100 lectures. Our A.I. then proceeded to define the lecture topics, research them, compose its findings into podcasts, and narrate them in its own voice. This episode is titled Environmentalism and the Age of the Anthropocene. We hope you enjoy. Part 1. Introduction to Environmentalism and the Anthropocene. Our journey begins at the intersection of environmentalism and the geologic era we find ourselves in today, the Anthropocene. Environmentalism, at its core, is a belief system and social movement advocating the preservation, restoration, or improvement of our natural environment. Born out of an increasing awareness of the environmental challenges propagated by humanity's actions, environmentalism has evolved into a multifaceted global call to action as we strategically navigate the consequences of our anthropocentric stewardship of the earth. The Anthropocene, a term proposed by Nobel laureate Paul Crutzen, embodies the premise that humanity's influence has become the prevailing force shaping our planet. It signifies an epoch where human activities have significantly affected the Earth's ecosystems and geology, moving us away from the preceding geologic time, the Holocene characterized much more by natural environmental forces and fluctuating biodiversity. The onset of the Anthropocene is often associated with the Industrial Revolution of the 18th century, a period of rapid technological and societal change that significantly escalated human impact on the planet. The junction of environmentalism and the Anthropocene era sketches a picture of interdependency. Environmentalism serves to pull back the reins of the Anthropocene, endeavoring to mitigate our anthropocentric impacts and aiming to minimize or prevent further damage to the world's ecosystem. By illuminating humanity's role as the guardian or engineer of our living world, environmentalism underscores the need to modify our behavior and attitudes. The Anthropocene in contrast, highlights the velocity and expanse of the footprints left by human activities, echoing an ominous yet timely wake-up call for humanity. Evidently, the Anthropocene is both the impetus and staging ground for environmentalism. In effect, the entirety of the genesis, growth, and transformation of environmentalism is situated within the convoluted context of the Anthropocene era. It's a symbiotic relationship wherein the Anthropocene frames the environmental issues we grapple with, and environmentalism guides our responses to alleviate these challenges. This interplay between the doctrines of environmentalism and the concrete realities of the Anthropocene marks our path for the rest of the episodes. Therein, this podcast series, we will elucidate the role and repercussion of human activity in shaping our planet, delineate historical environmental changes, and navigate the crux of climate change science, and explore effective solutions and existing conflicts of interest in this potent era of the Anthropocene. Sit tight as we unravel the intricate textures of this chapter of Earth's biography. Our biography and traverse through the trials and triumphs of environmentalism in this human-dominated era. Part 2. Tracing the History of Environmental Change The journey of humankind and its relationship with the environment were in harmony for the most part throughout history until recent times. To fully comprehend the change and evolution of this relationship over time, we need to trace back to the early human impact on the environment. The dawn of agriculture marked the foremost significant alteration of the Earth's environment by human hands. 
Early societies made a profound impact on the environment through deforestation and exploitation of land resources to cultivate crops. However, it was modest compared to what was about to commence with the onset of the Industrial Revolution. The Industrial Revolution, which emerged in the 18th century, marked a turning point in history. Almost every aspect of daily life was influenced by this time of tremendous and rapid change. Steam power, the mechanization of labor, the accelerated production of goods, these were all features of an age that revolutionized not just the economy, but also the environment on a massive scale. Although this period brought undeniable prosperity and technological advancements, the repercussions on the environment were grave and far-reaching. The large-scale use of fossil fuels, in particular, had serious environmental consequences. The burning of coal and later petroleum led to an unprecedented increase in atmospheric carbon dioxide, triggering climatic changes that we are grappling with today. Emissions of other air pollutants, such as sulfur and nitrogen oxides, resulted in air quality degradation and acid rain. Similarly, the rise of industries led to the unregulated dumping of industrial waste into water bodies, causing water pollution and destroying aquatic ecosystems. Apart from the air and water pollution, another profound impact of the Industrial Revolution was on the land itself. The rapid urbanization and industrialization led to widespread deforestation and destruction of habitats. This loss of the natural environment and biodiversity not only pushed many species to extinction, but also disrupted ecosystem functions. The effects of these environmental changes have been increasingly apparent and alarming. In the Anthropocene age, we find ourselves grappling with the effects of climate change, significant loss of biodiversity and alarming levels of pollution in air, water, and land. The human-induced global environmental changes have reshaped the Earth's landscape in profound and potentially irreversible ways. Through this historical exploration, we can better understand the roots of our environmental dilemmas. They are not a sudden phenomenon, but the result of our actions and decisions, and a reflection of our relationship with the natural world. In examining the history of environmental change, we gain valuable insights a context to observe our present challenges and to shape our actions for a sustainable future. We will continue this exploration in our next section, focusing on the science underpinning the driving force of recent environmental changes, climate change. Part 3. The Science Behind Climate Change To fully comprehend the current environmental crisis, we must delve into the scientific mechanisms that underlie climate change. Central to this is the greenhouse effect. Just as a greenhouse works to trap heat and enable the growth of plants, certain gases in our atmosphere, notably carbon dioxide and methane, trap heat from the sun and help maintain temperatures suitable for life on Earth. Without them, our planet would be significantly colder and considerably less hospitable. However, human activities, particularly the burning of fossil fuels and deforestation, have dramatically increased the concentration of these gases, intensifying the greenhouse effect and resulting in a gradual yet significant rise in average global temperatures. This leads us to climate feedback mechanisms and amplifiers. These are processes that can either dampen or amplify the effects of climate change. For example, an important negative feedback mechanism is the ability of oceans and forests to absorb carbon dioxide, curbing global warming. Conversely, a significant positive feedback mechanism found is the melting of polar ice. Ice reflects a large portion of the sun's rays back into space, but as it melts, 
Less sunlight is reflected and more is absorbed by the dark ocean, leading to further warming and subsequent ice loss. The long-term consequences of climate change are manifold, complex, and potentially catastrophic. Increasing temperatures will lead not only to more heat waves and wildfires, but also potentially to more intense hurricanes due to higher sea surface temperatures. Low-lying coastal areas will be at risk due to rising sea levels caused by the melting of the polar ice caps. Changes in precipitation patterns may lead to more severe droughts and floods, affecting agriculture and leading to food shortages. Such physical changes will, in turn, have profound effects on social, economic, and political stability. A component often overlooked but crucially significant are the health implications of climate change. Rising temperatures can exacerbate air pollution, intensify the spread of some infectious diseases such as malaria and dengue, and increase the prevalence of food and waterborne diseases. It can also lead to food and water insecurity, which can lead to malnutrition and related health problems. In addition, there are concerns about tipping points, thresholds beyond which recovery is impossible. These include the potential release of large amounts of methane from melting permafrost or the collapse of the West Antarctic ice sheet, both of which would lead to substantial increases in sea level and global temperatures. In short, while the science behind climate change is complex, it paints a clear picture of a planet in crisis. We must understand and acknowledge these scientific realities if we are to mitigate the worst effects of climate change and transition towards a sustainable future, a topic which will be expanded upon in the subsequent sections of this podcast. Undeniably, the actions we take today will determine the livability of our planet for future generations. Part 4. Loss of Biodiversity and Its Impacts the loss of biodiversity is one of the most poignant and urgent consequences in the Anthropocene era, a geologic epoch largely shaped by human activity. The intricate tapestry of life that characterizes Earth is becoming increasingly threadbare, its complex interweaving of species and ecosystems rapidly unraveling. Extinction rates, now estimated to be between 1,000 and 10,000 times higher than natural background rates, are largely triggered by habitat destruction caused by human activities. Habitat loss, mainly due to deforestation and expansion of farmland, poses an imminent threat to biodiversity. As individual species are extirpated, it sets off a domino effect destabilizing and often leading to the collapse of entire ecosystems. For instance, the loss of pollinators like bees could have crippling implications for agriculture, threatening food security globally. Biodiversity loss is also an ecosystem issue. Ecosystems require a diverse array of species to function effectively. Each species within a system has a role, be it a predator, a decomposer, a pollinator, or a producer. With fewer species, an ecosystem can be less resilient and therefore potentially less able to provide the services upon which humanity relies. The economic consequences of biodiversity loss are significant but often overlooked. The daunting reality is that our economic systems are entwined with nature, most evidently in industries like agriculture, forestry, and fisheries. According to a report from the World Economic Forum, over half of the world's total GDP, $44 trillion, is moderately or severely dependent on nature. Biodiversity loss, hence, can trigger chain reactions undermining these industries. And the cost to human health is equally profound. Biodiversity often serves as a bulwark against disease. Varied ecosystems can dilute or reroute the transmission pathways for many diseases. 
Destruction of habitats can also bring humans into closer contact with wildlife, increasing the risk of zoonotic diseases, as illustrated by the COVID-19 pandemic. The implications of biodiversity loss are far-reaching and consequential. The intricate networks of life that we are part of are not just ethical and aesthetic touchstones, they are economic and health necessities. It is therefore critical for our survival to understand and address this loss, as it is a pivotal part of a broader environmental debt we are accruing in the Anthropocene age. In the times to come, the ramifications of such loss will continue to unravel, and the true significance of biodiversity in ways beyond human comprehension will become clear. This understanding underlines the necessity for concerted policy measures, corporate responsibility, grassroots activism, and collective changes in behavior to curb this loss, for the sake of humanity and the symbiotic life that shares this planet. Part 5. Current State of Environmental Degradation The anthropogenic impact on our planet has pushed us into a new geological era, the Anthropocene. Within this era, we find ourselves navigating an environmental landscape marked by degradation that is both persistent and omnipresent. From the poles to the equator, the signs of environmental degradation echo loudly. The current state of environmental degradation renders stark insights into our shared future. To witness these changes, one requires no more than a cursory glance at global climate patterns, which have shown significant alterations. Extreme weather events, such as heat waves and storms, have increased in frequency and intensity, in direct tandem with the increasing concentration of greenhouse gases. A comprehensive assessment by the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. Ipsiki reinforces that the past three decades have likely been successively warmer at the Earth's surface than during any preceding decade since at least about 1850. Sea levels continue to rise at ever greater rates, posing an existential threat to low-lying nations and coastal regions. Simultaneously, biodiversity's proponent of survival, the Great Amazon Rainforest, is subject to deforestation at an alarming rate. Where wildlife teemed, cattle now graze and land is stripped barren. Species are disappearing 1,000 to 10,000 times the background rate due to human activities, particularly habitat destruction. The repercussions are multifold and ripple into human societies, affecting food security, livelihoods, and health. Turning towards our oceans, we encounter yet more marked signs of degradation. The Great Pacific Garbage Patch, a swirling gyre of plastics and debris, has burgeoned to twice the size of Texas. This leviathan of waste not only poses a direct threat to marine life, but also causes microplastics to make their unsettling presence known within the food chain, affecting fauna and humans alike. Rising ocean temperatures and acidity level also impacts marine diversity, with the Ipsic reporting that if we continue our current rate of greenhouse gas emissions, coral reefs would decline by a staggering 70 to 90 by 2100, Beyond the seas, our Earth's very crust bears the scars of human activity. Soil degradation, primarily through erosion and desertification, threatens food security and amplifies climate change. A third of our planet's land is severely degraded and fertile soil is being lost at the rate of 24 billion tons a year. This deterioration sets off a self-propagating cycle, whereby soil erosion emits carbon contributing to climate change, which in turn increases soil erosion by disrupting precipitation and temperature patterns. In this grim panorama of environmental degradation, the interplay between human activity and the natural world comes into sharp relief, underscoring our position in the Anthropocene. 
Current degradation patterns reveal the unprecedented pace and scale of human influence on the Earth system. The Anthropocene epoch is defined by Earth system changes that are human-caused or influenced. The current state of environmental degradation paints a sobering, stark image that stands as a call to action for us to reimagine our relationship to the natural world. Our shared future hinges on reaching this understanding and moving towards greater environmental stewardship. Extricating ourselves from these complex webs of environmental degradation requires a swift, cohesive, and determined effort. Only by acknowledging the severity of our planet's maladies can we chart a path toward recovery and resilience. How we navigate this process, therefore, becomes not just a scientific question, but a profoundly moral one. Part 6. Key Events in the Environmental Movement Navigating the chronicles of human interaction with environment, some pivotal moments harken back to herald the inception of the global environmental movement. Two such events are the publication of Silent Spring and the founding of Greenpeace and the World Wildlife Fund, WF. Silent Spring, penned by Rachel Carson in 1962, is often accredited as the igniting spark that awoke in the collective ecological consciousness. It catalyzed the urgent call for environmental protection and conservation. A scathing critique of indiscriminate use of pesticides, the book wielded a compelling narrative strategically wrapped around irrefutable scientific evidence. Its influence transcended academia and policy-making corridors to reach the public, stirring a seismic shift in how individuals perceive and interact with nature. The unease Silent Spring propagated was pivotal in leading to the ban on DEET and fostering the modern environmental legislative framework, including the establishment of the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. The foundation of Greenpeace and UA further reiterated this transformative shift towards active environmentalism. Greenpeace, initiated in 1971, expanded the horizons of environmental activism through peaceful protests and direct actions. Initially focusing on nuclear testing, the organization evolved to campaign across a spectrum of environmental concerns, including climate change, deforestation, overfishing, and commercial whaling. Their eagerness to confront the perpetrators of environmental harm catapulted environmental issues onto the global stage, necessitating a conscious evaluation of environmental ethics in policymaking. Meanwhile, DEWEF established in 1961 brought another dimension to the environmental movement, the preservation of biodiversity. Unlike Greenpeace's direct action approach, you have adopted a collaborative model working with governments, industries, and communities to safeguard the world's most vulnerable ecosystems. It has catalyzed several global initiatives, such as Earth Hour, that propel awareness regarding ecological issues into the wider public consciousness, engaging millions globally. In essence, the publication of Silent Spring, bolstered by the establishment of groups like Greenpeace and WAF, offered an inflection point in humanity's interaction with the environment. This matrix of influence grew beyond outcry and confrontation, fostering a new era of solutions-centric environmental stewardship, championing legislation, spurring innovation, and advocating sustainable practices, encapsulating the essence of environmentalism in the Anthropocene. Unquestionably, the ripples from these key occurrences still resonate in current environmental endeavors as we continue to grapple with newer challenges and tread the path towards a sustainable future. Part 7. Policy Responses to Environmental Challenges The struggle against environmental degradation has elicited responses from various global and national platforms. 
A paramount moment in this journey was the 1992 Earth Summit held in Rio de Janeiro. This was a significant milestone as it marked a global consciousness towards the environment, leading to many countries adopting strategies aimed at sustainability. Out of the Earth Summit came the three Rio Conventions. The Convention on Biological Diversity, the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change, and the United Nations Convention to Combat Desertification. The primary objective of these conventions was to address various environmental concerns such as conserving biological diversity, managing ecosystem vitality, and mitigating global climate change. Central to these policies was the understanding that effective environmental management would require cooperation from all nations. Since the Earth Summit, international climate agreements have strived to achieve this cooperation with varying degrees of success. Notable among them are the Kyoto Protocol of 1997 and the Paris Agreement of 2015. The Kyoto Protocol focused on reducing greenhouse gas emissions, with binding targets set for developed nations. However, the agreement was not without criticism. Many argued that it placed an unfair burden on developed nations to shoulder the cost of environmental damage while exempting developing countries. In contrast, the Paris Agreement presented a more universally binding commitment, with nearly every country pledging to limit global warming to less than two deck above pre-industrial level. However, it lacked enforcement mechanisms, relying heavily on international pressure to ensure compliance. The mixed successes of these agreements have highlighted the political and logistical challenges of addressing environmental issues on a global scale. At a national level, responses have mirrored trends of international cooperation and tension. Policies and actions in each country have been shaped by local ecological conditions, economic factors, and political will. Yet we can observe common themes in national environmental governance. Many countries have established environmental protection agencies and enacted laws to safeguard air and water quality, regulate hazardous waste, and conserve wildlife. Some have set emission reduction targets, while others have invested in renewable energy and green technology. National policies not only vary from one country to another, but can also fluctuate within countries over time. Shifts in government often result in changes in environmental policies, illustrating the extent to which these challenges are entwined with political ideologies and economic development models. The policy responses to date have underscored the complexity and scale of the environmental crisis. Tackling these issues requires more than just technological fixes or isolated policy interventions. It requires concerted global cooperation, integrated strategies, and a transformative shift in how societies value and interact with the environment. While we stand at a critical juncture, there remains an opportunity to foster sustainable, equitable models of development that preserve the world's environmental integrity for generations to come. As we delve further into this series, it will be critical to examine the role of innovations and sustainable solutions, as well as the leadership and contributions of environmentalists in shaping policy responses to environmental challenges. Part 8. Innovation and Sustainable Solutions As the urgency of environmental sustainability secures its place as a global discourse, a beacon of hope has emerged under the banner of innovative and sustainable solutions aimed at addressing our planet's ongoing ecological crisis. The promise of renewable energy, in particular solar, wind, and hydropower, is leading the charge in this battle for sustainability. These sources are not only inexhaustible, but also hold potential to significantly curtail the negative environmental impact of conventional energy generation.
For instance, the process of harnessing solar energy compared to burning fossil fuels generates a fraction of the greenhouse gas emissions. Moreover, the continual plunge in the cost of generating renewable energy is making it a viable alternative in many countries, both developed and developing alike, thereby gradually phasing out coal-fired power plants and reducing the carbon footprint on a global scale. Along with the energy sector's tectonic shift towards renewable energy, another key strategy is revolutionizing the field of farming and food production. Practices that have for centuries resulted in deforestation, land degradation, and water wastage. The advent of sustainable farming techniques like precision agriculture, which leverages technology to make farming more accurate and controlled in terms of raising livestock and growing crops, can lead to lesser environmental impact and greater efficiency. Further, the innovative practice of vertical farming, growing food in vertically stacked layers, promises significant reductions in water use and allows for farming in urban locations, surely a boon in this burgeoning age of urbanization. Yet sustainability does not end with clean energy and food production. An equally pressing issue is that of waste and our historically linear approach to consumption. We take, we make, we dispose. This cycle has been the norm. However, in recent decades, innovation in waste management, characterized by converting waste into resources, has started to change this narrative. This circular economy approach, exemplified in practices like composting food waste into organic fertilizers or recycling plastic into building materials, does not only minimize landfill waste, but it also drives a new kind of economy, one where every product is designed to be reused, refurbished, or extensively recycled. Collectively, these innovative and sustainable solutions are pillars of the new green economy significantly contributing towards a more sustainable Anthropocene. While the transformations needed are vast, it's important to remember steps taken in the right direction are no less significant and the journey is as crucial as the ultimate destination. We stand at a unique moment in the planet's history, one where we have the awareness, the knowledge, and the capability to ensure a greener future for generations to come. These sustainable solutions not only hold promise for mitigating environmental degradation, but also inspire new ways of thinking, acting, and innovating in this uncharted era. Part 9. Prominent Environmentalists and Their Contributions In our exploration of prominent environmentalists and their indelible contributions, it is only fitting to start with the venerable Rachel Carson. Through her meticulous environmental research and impassioned literary skill, she vividly conveyed the intricate relationships within the natural world and our essential role within it. Born in 1907, Carson had a keen interest in the natural world from a young age, which blossomed into a distinguished career as a marine biologist and nature writer. Her breakthrough into renown came with the publication of her monumental book, Silent Spring, in 1962. This seminal work documented the harmful effects of chemical pesticides, particularly tonight, on the environment igniting shockwaves throughout the public sphere. It compellingly took on the mighty pesticide industry, galvanized public opinion, and spurred transformative change in national policy. Carson masterfully elucidated the indiscriminate, unseen danger these chemicals pose to all forms of life highlighting the unintended consequences of our actions, the silencing of the avian dawn chorus due to pesticide-ridden insect prey. Her paramount message illuminated a truth that's still salient today. Humans are not the masters, but rather a part of nature, and in damaging the environment we harm ourselves. Her pioneering work led to the birth of modern environmentalism, 
shaping public consciousness and global discourse on the environment. It prompted a nationwide pesticide policy review and eventually catalyzed the Environmental Protection Agency's formation in 1970 testament to her enduring influence. Yet Carson faced significant backlash from chemical companies, enduring a volley of personal attacks and legal threats. Displaying unwavering strength, she did not recoil, instead reinforcing her meticulously researched findings and persisting in her advocacy for environmental responsibility. Beyond Silent Spring, Rachel Carson also wrote several other influential books, such as The Sea Around Us. Her observations about the ocean's natural history introduced millions to the mysteries of the marine world, highlighting humans' impacts on its delicate balance. Rachel Carson's legacy is not just found in her profound scientific insight or her groundbreaking contributions to behavioral and policy change. Her indomitable spirit of resistance, her unwavering commitment to truth and justice, and her recognition of the intrinsic value of the natural world have inspired generations of environmentalists since. She best encapsulates the daunting yet vital task for humanity in the Anthropocene, to tread lightly on this earth and recognize our interconnectedness with all life forms. While there are innumerable challenges and trials that lay ahead for our environment, Individuals like Rachel Carson give us cause for hope. They remind us of the tenacity, the voice, and the genuine influence individuals can wield in the face of detrimental corporate force and governmental myopia. It also serves as a poignant reminder of the crucial role of scientific understanding in shaping policy and practice for a sustainable future. It underscores the compelling power of engaged and informed citizens in catalyzing significant societal change. Let's continue our odyssey through the key figures who have shaped and continue to boldly charter the course of environmentalism. Part 10. Tensions and Controversies in the Environmental Movement Environmental movements globally have sparked important debates and fostered innovation. However, those very same movements are also at the center of controversies and tensions specifically related to nuclear energy, social implications of environmental policy, and the disparity in carbon emissions between developed and developing countries. The nuclear energy debate is a significant controversy. Advocates suggest that nuclear power, being a high-density, low-emissions source of energy, is vital in combating climate change. Critics, however, highlight lingering concerns over nuclear waste, possible catastrophic meltdowns, and potential weaponization. Despite the 1986 Chernobyl and 2011 Fukushima disasters tweaking public perception negatively, nuclear energy remains on the table as a potential solution to our current energy and environmental crises. As of today, the matter of whether nuclear energy should play a role in our renewable future remains unresolved. Meanwhile, there is an ongoing dialogue about the social implications of environmental policies. While many policies aim to reduce emissions, they may inadvertently contribute to social inequality. For instance, policies like a carbon tax can disproportionately impact low-income households if not implemented correctly. Similarly, renewable energy projects may infringe upon indigenous lands unless care is taken to involve and cooperate with the local residents. Properly aligning environmental policy with social justice concerns can enormously complement the sustainability of the environmental mission. Lastly, the tension over disparity in carbon emissions between the developed and developing nations cannot be understated. 
Historically, industrialized nations like the U.S., the U.K., and Germany have emitted the majority of the world's carbon dioxide, yet it is the upcoming industrial powers such as China, India, and Brazil facing criticism for current emissions levels. This scenario places developing countries in a double bind. They need to industrialize and develop for the well-being of their populations, but ideal climate scenarios call for significant emissions reductions. Addressing this inequity is a key challenge, especially in international climate negotiations. In some, the seemingly neat narrative of environmentalism is replete with tensions and controversies. These challenges, though complex and requiring nuanced solutions, offer us the chance to refine our approach and achieve an environmentally sustainable world that is equitable and just. Further discourse on these topics is essential, for in resting with these issues, we develop a greater understanding and thus the ability to craft more effective solutions. Part 11. The Role of Corporations in Environmentalism With the dawn of the Anthropocene, a new epoch characterized by humanity's substantial global influence on the Earth's ecosystems, there has been a growing emphasis on the role corporations play in environmentalism. On one hand, corporations are seen as culprits responsible for significant environmental degradation. On the other, they hold enormous potential as solutions providers, especially in their capacity to drive sustainable change at a scale few other entities can. In response to the mounting environmental crisis and societal demand, corporations have been increasingly adopting and promoting corporate social responsibility initiatives, ASAR, and sustainability initiatives. Integrating such measures into their business models not only allows corporations to reduce their environmental footprint, but also offers a chance to enhance their brand image. Examples include corporations like Unilever, which launched its Sustainable Living Plan in 2010, aiming to have the environmental footprint of its products by 2030. Starbucks, too, has pledged to become resource-positive, aiming to store more carbon than it emits eliminate waste, and provide more fresh water than it uses. However, a perilous issue lies within the rise of corporate environmentalism, greenwashing. This occurs when companies give a false impression of their environmental friendliness, often to distract from environmentally harmful practices. Greenwashing can mislead consumers, hindering efforts to support eco-friendly businesses, and undermining the credibility of genuine sustainable action. For instance, BEEP, after centuries of heavy investment in fossil fuels, rebranded itself with a new Beyond Petroleum slogan and logo, despite investing considerably less in renewable energy compared to its traditional oil and gas business. The clarity of corporate impacts on the environment can be brought into focus by diving into specific case studies. Consider Chevron's operations in Ecuador, where oil extraction activities over decades have resulted in extensive pollution and alleged health issues for the local population, emblematic of the negative environmental and societal impacts accrued as a result of uncontrolled corporate activities. On the other hand, Patagonia, an outdoor clothing company, demonstrates how corporations can genuinely lead in environmentalism. Their pledge to use only organic cotton fund environmental causes and encourage repair rather than replacement of their clothing is a testament to how corporations can function sustainability and set new industry standards. In light of these observations, it becomes evident that corporations have a dual role to play. They are part of the problem, particularly when their drive for profit sidelines sustainable practices or results in greenwashing. However, they can also be part of the solution as illustrated by successful Cesar initiatives and business models built around sustainability. 
To truly leverage the vast potential of corporations, policymakers, consumers and businesses themselves must exert and respond to pressures and incentives for transparency, authentic action, and the reframing of profit not as the end goal but as a reward for generating genuine large-scale environmental benefits. Part 12. The Anthropocene and its Ethical Implications the Anthropocene era, a term coined to depict the epoch where humanity has become the driving force shaping our planet, has led to unprecedented ethical implications. In the face of mounting evidence indicating human-induced environmental degradation, deciphering the moral responsibility of humans in the Anthropocene is imperative. As custodians of the earth do we not bear an ethical obligation to safeguard it, not just for our own sake but for countless future generations as well as other species that share the planet with us? As such, one may argue that our current exploits that imperil the planet and its many inhabitants pose a dire violation of this responsibility. As we grapple with this understanding, the concept of climate justice arises. This concept addresses the unequal distribution of environmental impacts, and the inherent inequality is alarming. Industrialized nations, the primary culprits behind soaring greenhouse gas emissions, largely escape the immediate repercussions of climate change, which are instead borne mainly by poorer, less developed nations who contribute far less to the problem. Moreover, within societies, it is often those with lower socioeconomic status who are more exposed to environmental hazards. This climate inequity poses a significant challenge. The need for a fair distribution of responsibilities and burdens in reducing harmful environmental impacts. Yet, achieving this necessitates several layers of negotiation, both international and domestic, highlighting the complexity of environmental ethics. In a bid to remedy our damaged planet, solutions like geoengineering have been proposed. Geoengineering, or the deliberate large-scale intervention in the Earth's natural systems to counteract climate change, has stirred debates. Proponents argue that the severity of our climate crisis necessitates drastic measures like carbon dioxide removal, SIDOR and solar radiation management SORM. However, detractors caution that such strategies are merely technological quick-fixes that distract from the root cause. Our unsustainable consumption and over-reliance on fossil fuels Additionally, potential unintended side effects and the risk of weaponization of geoengineering technologies further complicate an already morally complex territory. This debate underscores the larger ethical tensions of the Anthropocene, where necessity grates against cautious deliberation. The Anthropocene era, posing distinct ethical implications, compels us to confront hard truths about our engagement with the environment it exposes the lack of equity in shared environmental burdens and compels us to redefine our moral responsibility towards the earth and its inhabitants. It forces societies to debate solutions fraught with potential dangers that could either salvage or sabotage our planet further. Ultimately, the Anthropocene will guide our moral compass as we navigate these complex ethical terrains in our relentless pursuit of preserving our shared home. Facing these truths and taking action, even if the actions are controversial and complex like geoengineering, offers a glimmer of hope that we could yet correct our current trajectory and create an environmentally sustainable and just world for all. Part 13. Environmental Activism and Future Possibilities Grassroots movements everywhere are blossoming as everyday citizens, cognizant of their agency and responsibility, take up arms, metaphorically speaking. For the sake of our planet, 
One of the most prominent examples of such movements is the Transition Towns Initiative. What began in 2005 in Totnes, England, has now spread worldwide. Its ethos rests on building community resilience in the face of peak oil, climate destruction, and economic instability, and it operates on the belief that local action can change the world. Through local sourcing, skill-building, and community engagement, such movements leverage grassroots action to usher in a sustainable future. But it's not just established adults leading the charge. The recent decade has witnessed an inspiring surge in youth environmental activism. The most salient figure here is perhaps Greta Thunberg, the Swedish teenager who in August 2018 began missing school to picket her nation's parliament for stronger action on climate change. Her self-sacrifice ignited an international sensation, the Fridays for Future movement which incited millions of young people globally to join repeated strikes for climate action. Yet Thunberg is not alone. Indigenous youth such as Autumn Peltier and Isra Hersey are using their platforms to advocate for water conservation, clean energy, and environmental justice. The acknowledgement that these youths' future hangs in balance has become a powerful driver for activism. The influence of these young leaders, as well as the myriad grassroots movements they stand with, point towards a promising future for the environmental movement. Their actions are reshaping the narrative of climate despair into one of climate resolve. They remind us that, though individuals, we are not singular but part of a broader global community. What we do locally reverberates globally, just as the actions of those in power echo into our daily lives. As we envision the future prospects for the environmental movement, it's clear that much hinges upon our collective ability to leverage urgency into action. Future environmental activism will likely continue to emphasize local resiliency while pushing for robust international climate policy. We can expect more innovative use of technology to promote sustainable living from apps that track your carbon footprint to platforms that facilitate resource sharing. Moreover, as climate impacts become increasingly severe, movements for climate justice and adaptation will become ever more critical. Yet the greatest influencing factors for the future of the environmental movement will always be human ingenuity, compassion, and the will to act. This may seem a daunting challenge to embark upon. It asks for a profound reshaping of our societies, economies, and lifestyles. But let history serve as our guide here. When the moral arc of the universe begins to falter, it is collective action that lends its strength, pulling it once more towards justice. As Margaret Mead once famously said, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. And so, driven by the need to safeguard our shared home, this change, this environmental revolution, must, and we believe will, come to fruition. Part 14. Conclusion. The State of Environmentalism in the Anthropocene. As we reflect on the environmental challenges of the Anthropocene, there is no doubting the gravity of the situation. Over the past several episodes, we have extensively explored how Anthropocene, characterized by significant human influence on Earth's ecosystems, manifests itself. From deforestation and land-use changes to the increasing carbon emissions, the human footprint is leaving semi-permanent indentations on the world. Soil erosion, desertification, the formation of the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, and an accelerated loss of biodiversity are just several of the many contemporary instances of environmental degradation. The environmentalism movement has, however, been a beacon of hope, 
offering both successful and unsuccessful and unsuccessful methodologies for addressing these urgent issues. Reports of successful initiatives abound, including the development of renewable energy sources, innovative waste management solutions, and insightful environmental policies such as those acknowledged during the 1992 Earth Summit or enacted by the Kyoto Protocol and Paris Agreement. Yet it's clear that we aren't there yet. Failures have been just as prominent, serving as stark reminders of work yet to be done. Certain environmental policies have seen resistance due to their social implications and disparity in carbon emissions between developed and developing nations continues to be a source of tension. Greenwashing remains an ever-present issue as corporations attempt to portray themselves as more environmentally friendly than they truly are. As we look towards the future, the task facing environmentalism seems daunting but not insurmountable. The rise of grassroots movements and the increasing involvement of youth in environmental issues are hopeful signs. In addition, a new generation of activists such as Greta Thunberg are fearlessly taking the stage, their voices amplified through social media and digital platforms. In a predicted future of the Anthropocene, the world will likely see an increase in innovative, sustainable solutions. The growth of renewable energy, the deployment of new carbon capture technologies, and the rise of bioengineering could alter the trajectory of environmental degradation. Novel social frameworks such as concepts of climate justice and corporate responsibility offer ways to ensure that the burdens and benefits of environmental action are shared more equitably. In this dynamic era of the Anthropocene, we are both the problem and the solution. We have created environmental challenges that while monumental have equally monumental opportunities for innovative solutions, the Anthropocene era, for better or worse, is our era, and ensuring its successful stewardship is our legacy and our charge. The state of environmentalism thus calls for an intersection of scientific innovation, social justice, and personal responsibility as we collectively strive to secure a sustainable future. This is our great challenge and our great opportunity. Now is the time to step up and establish a new path in this era, the age of the Anthropocene. This concludes our podcast titled Environmentalism and the Age of the Anthropocene. We hope to see you again on our next installment of Professor Lan A.I. Explores Humanity. Thank you.